Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 13th Friday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, writer at other places sometimes, and I guess sometimes would be a good way to lead in to tonight's discussion about the Blazers, because sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, and they're usually bad a lot more than they've been good this season, and they had been playing better. It seemed like they were about to have an opportunity to round out a good 10-game stretch, a good fourth of the season or so to this point uh, with a, a nice performance against Orlando, but they didn't do that. The Magic come into Portland and jump on the Blazers early and force them to come back, force them to make it a game, and the Magic win 115-109 on Friday night at the Moda Center. Portland played well for stretches. They uh, briefly took the lead. They had good moments, but they were just not able to sustain what happened in the last game uh, to or the last nine games into this game what well, they hadn't really had uh, the, the the Detroit game uh, was not a good loss at home but it, it seemed like the, the, the Drummond was a little bit better than usual he made some good shots they, they, they played well and I guess the same thing happened tonight with Orlando uh, both disappointing losses I, I Detroit at home was not a good loss uh, and this was not a good loss. And mixed in with all this good play, uh, in better defensive rating, all that stuff, they lose again when it looks like they're about to turn the corner. And, and that feels like that's been this season for them. They go into New York with a three-game winning streak and lose to the Knicks. They lost at home to the Mavericks. They lose at home tonight to the Magic. And this has been their season. They're coming off their best win of the season the other night against Cleveland in what was a a, a really weird ordeal, having to fly to Seattle, 
having to fly, having to spend the night in Seattle. They come back, win by 16 points against the Cavs the other night. But, you know, Cleveland missed a lot of their shots, and the Magic, who are not a good offensive team, made uh, a lot of theirs tonight. 10 of 18 from three were the Magic, uh, shooting 55% from behind the arc, which is a really efficient, extremely efficient rate. And they also shot 49% from the field, so... You add those two things together, and that's a recipe for a bad night if you're a defense, and that's exactly what Portland had. The the Magic came into the game with the 27th-ranked offense in the league, and they had an offensive rating of 115, which is like Warriors-like efficiency numbers. Uh, Portland started this game very poorly. I believe they went down... 20 to 1 or something like that. They, they were down by a lot in the first five minutes. I can't even remember anymore uh, the exact number, but they were down by a lot in those first uh, few minutes. I believe they were down 12 to 1. Then it jumped up to 20 to 1. Timeouts, they, they still couldn't get shots. They still couldn't get stops. They were sloppy with the ball. And the Magic got a lot of stuff in transition. And that got them going and it, it doesn't help either that Nikola Vucevic loves playing against the Blazers. He had 30 points tonight on 13 of 18 shooting and 10 rebounds and four assists. Uh, really solid game for Vucevic. Absolutely dominated. Went to work on the free throw line extended. Went to work on the glass. Went to work everywhere. Vucevic tends to do that a uh, little no actual statistical this isn't just one of your typical oh this guy kills the blazers sayings there's actually some some proof behind his killing he's averaging coming into this game he was averaging 23 points per game against the blazers which is by far the most he averages against any team so no it's not uh, a figment of your imagination that he kills the blazers he he does uh, so, yeah, Vucevic uh, did his thing tonight better than he normally does it, and he tends to do that against Portland, and they just did not slow him down enough. And in addition to that, they got uh, good shooting nights from Serge Ibaka. They got uh, some really important baskets late from Jody Meeks and Meeks was also perfect from three tonight. He was two for two. Jeff Green came in and was efficient shooting the ball. Pretty much everybody for the Magic had a good night shooting it. But, you know, it wasn't just that they were shooting it well. Portland was making it real easy on them. And and, and sometimes... I, the 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 freedom that they have or, or the way that it, it's you know basically if you can score 30 points then we'll blitz you and try and take the ball out of your hands I, I guess I understand not trying to blitz a guy like Alfred Payton who can't shoot or even maybe a DJ Augustine but it, it, it's just it's funky how Portland kind of I guess it's a it's a flexibility of their scheme that they kind of float back and forth between these identities between an aggressive team and 
a more conservative team when it comes to guarding the pick and roll, depending on who has the ball in their hands. And if you look at it from a situational point of view, you totally see where they're coming from. But I do wonder if maybe the hesitation to go to that system or that scheme full time against no matter who has the ball, uh, maybe that has some drawbacks. Uh, maybe that has some drawbacks. I'm not sure. Uh, another thing that it could have been tonight is that they didn't have Mo Harkless, who uh, is probably their second best defender. He's not as intelligent a defender or as skilled against bigger players like Aminu is or as good of a rebounder as Aminu is. But he's 6'9", he has a big frame, he can use it well, and he can take the assignment of uh, a really solid player not that, or a really great offensive perimeter player. Not to say that the Magic have a lot of those, but they could have just used another body tonight and and uh, crab in the starting spot along with Lillard and McCollum did not uh produce great results tonight uh not having Harkless I think just hurts from the perspective of I, I think if the two guards are playing it's it's really nice to have both of those guys on and and, and as you rotate around you're gonna have uh, one of those bigger bodies out there along for for pretty much the duration of the game. And not having Harkless there just makes the team a little less versatile. It was an interesting difference between the two teams where Portland started the game with a small lineup without Harkless, with Crab in the starting lineup. And then when the two teams benches were in the magic, were looking more like a spacing team and Portland was in there with a bigger lineup with Ed Davis and Myers Leonard in the front court. And, uh, that, that was, those are some interesting looks tonight. It, it didn't, it actually worked out pretty well for the Blazers for the most part. Those, those minutes, uh, Evan Turner, I thought played really well tonight in both, scoring the ball and he only had two assists tonight but he is just making the right passes and uh even if they're not necessarily leading to the assist Turner is bending the defense and he did a lot of that tonight and had success doing it it it, it continues to hurt the Blazers though that Al Farouk Aminu can't hit a shot anymore uh that is something that Zach Lowe called out today in his column on ESPN.com and something that I was worried about if you go back to those preseason podcasts about that was one of my biggest worries about something that could trip this team up because I believed in this team and I thought that they were going to be a top four team, win this division. But the one thing I worried about that could derail the entire thing was if Aminu couldn't shoot the way he shot last year. And to this point, he has not shot the the way he had last year. Last year, he was a 36% three-point shooter. He was shooting about seven a game. He's taking one fewer three-pointer now this season. And on the year, he's shooting 26%. So that's a 10% drop-off from a guy that not only plays a lot of minutes, but shoots a lot of threes. Uh, he shoots six a game, and, and, and he's only making 26% of them. And... Uh, I know Portland's offense 
has not really been the issue this year, but Aminu does need to knock down some shots, and will that happen this season? Will he go on a hot streak suddenly and and get back to the level that he was at? I'm not sure. He did have you know really good streak shooting last year, where you know he'd have games where he'd score 30. He hasn't really had any of those games this year where the other team leaves him open and he just knocks down a lot of those shots. And uh, that that is a concern. The defense is, is getting better despite the uh, setback tonight. I, 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 they had a setback tonight. That's, that's, I think, what we can call tonight after nine games of playing good defense. Tonight was inexcusable for the most part. And... Uh, they, they can't have that happen. But it, it, you allow it to happen when your margin for error is smaller. And Aminu not making shots makes that margin of error a lot smaller for the Blazers. It means that when Alfred Payton takes an open three and makes it, and you're surprised by it in the last two minutes of the game that that play is actually going to come back and bite you and make you lose this game as opposed to it just being another play. One of the things that came out after the Detroit game was the Blazers were disappointed that they didn't run the lead up higher and and, and put the game away. Well, they're going to have a hard time outside of the night they had with Cleveland, sure. But throw that away because both teams were in extreme travel stress and the Cavs are also one of the worst teams in the league on a back-to-back throw that game away it's a lot harder for the Blazers to have wins where they pull away and they uh, are able to pull their starters soon and they're able to get guys in garbage time in a win when Aminu isn't that same two-way impact player that he was last year I, I have credited him for looking better with the ball in his hands. It looks like he's being more aggressive when he's driving to the basket. He looks more comfortable driving to the basket, even though he has some of those drives that go haywire sometimes. But three is more than two. It, it just is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, 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 three is more than two. That's, that's what it comes down to. And perhaps all the talk about Portland needing more playmakers – uh, influenced his work or something in the summer. I'm not sure. Aminu kind of keeps to himself. But from what I can see on the court, uh, his handles look better and his jumper is just not going in. So either that's uh, last year was kind of a fluky shooting season or uh, maybe he, yeah, maybe, maybe he's just not, uh, maybe he shouldn't be taking this volume of threes. But that changes his outlook as a player and that ultimately changes the outlook for the Blazers because you looked at this team as Aminu being the stretch four shooting threes and and providing that two-way impact and with the Blazers having two ball creators or shot creators and then you also have a guy like Crab who needs shots and now you bring in Turner what you need from all the other guys that is spacing and and Aminu provided that last year and made teams pay when they didn't respect his threat, and he hasn't made anybody pay this season. And uh, 
on some level, that's a huge problem. Uh, the defense, yes, is, is a major problem. And it seems like overall the past 10 games, we can still say that the Blazers have improved on that end in the last 10 games, despite the poor play tonight. But Aminu shooting threes is important too. And we, we also can't discredit the symbiotic effect that making shots would have on a defense. Typically, they go hand in hand. If you're playing solid defense, uh, it usually leads to good offense. Or, or, or if you're playing good offense, it allows you to get set defensively and and, and get ready in your defense. I, I, I think there is a, a a mental component there that that provides a boost to a team that the Blazers just may not be getting from Aminu. Now, this is all uh, very philosophical basketball stuff but I, I do believe in that and and a lot of coaches and players that you talk to in the league also believe in that connection and so at some point or another another part of this conversation for the Blazers is not just the defense but uh, can Aminu be the is Aminu the answer there at four and can you sustainably build uh, a contender around uh, a guy who can't who isn't making threes and he was that player last year which makes this season uh interesting and and probably a little frustrating for for those of us that have watched him and expected him to to make that leap but i i think it's it's also a problem and 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 when you don't have uh that extra help in Harkless, that extra versatility uh, that that he's brought this season and and Harkless has has been a, a good shooter, which has maybe helped the Blazers' offense recover from some of the lack of shooting from Aminu. They they need both of these guys. They, I, both Aminu and Harkless are perfect complements. And uh, but it would be great. I would just love to see this team if both of those guys could hit shots at the same time. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's something that this team is waiting on to. Uh, so the defense inconsistent, they, they fell off tonight. They had an opportunity to continue to build off of this and really make a run at one of those other spots that isn't the eighth seed, but they didn't do it tonight. And that's kind of been their season. Every time they, have had a chance to basically do more than the bare minimum they haven't delivered. And whether uh, that's, you know, that that's just that. that, that that's really what the season has been so far. Uh, everyone plays by the same schedule. Everyone uh, has uh, travel woes. Uh, the Blazers did get a day off. And, and I don't really think that you can really blame the schedule. And I don't think the play, the players would blame the schedule either. This type of loss, the Detroit loss, all these, these, those two losses in particular are just, are just not good. Overall, I still stick with what I thought that the Blazers are playing better, but games like this keep on opening the door for, uh, Teams like Sacramento, who lost tonight, or teams like the Pelicans with Anthony Davis, who uh, haven't been good, but they're right there. And then Minnesota, 
who I have said for uh, probably a month now, that's the team in that's not in the Western Conference playoff picture right now that scares me the most uh, that that I think could actually come in and threaten Portland's playoff spot right now. They're three games back, and in the position that they're in right now, the Timberwolves, more so than the Blazers, remind me of the Blazers of last season. Their, their advanced metrics have been good, or they've been better than Portland's advanced metrics so far this season. Their point differential has been better. They have... Uh, probably the best big man prospect in the league who's only going to continue to get better and you have a bunch of young guys that are all starting to come into their own with a new coach and young teams have the potential if they stay healthy to get better because they're younger they're continuing to learn and 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 they're soaking up all this stuff and I think Minnesota they've won three straight they could be a team that we look at in a couple of months and be like, wow, they've come a long way. Kind of like we looked at the Blazers last year because they have a bunch of guys who are great, talented players. They have a coach who pushes them, and uh, they they had a lot of frustrating growing pains earlier in the season. But I, I, I think that they can round into shape, and Portland had a nice win against them a couple of weeks ago in Minneapolis. But... They keep on leaving the door open, and I, I, I think I think Minnesota uh, could could be trouble. And and Portland has a big road trip here, starting in Washington on Monday. And and, and they got tough games. They they've got Charlotte, they've got Boston, and they've got Philly, who is winning games now. And Portland had a lot of trouble with Vucevic tonight. They're going to have a lot of trouble with Embiid next week. They're going to have a lot of trouble with uh, John Wall. They do not have any off nights. Uh, And so, yeah, uh, again, an opportunity for the Blazers to give themselves a little bit of cushion, take care of business against a team that they should take care of business against, and they let it slip away, and now – the climb only gets tougher. So uh, the Blazers' season of inconsistency, of the Blazers' puzzling season, I think you could say, uh, continues. And they keep on giving the teams in the Western Conference that are would otherwise be in the basement a chance. And, uh, yeah, uh, tough loss tonight for Portland, 115-109. They had great games, uh, offensive games from Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Dame had 34 points. He didn't shoot great from three, but uh, had eight rebounds and three assists. And then McCollum had 26. I think that was his ninth straight game with 25 points or more. But it ends in a loss uh, because they fell behind by too much, too quickly, and... uh, then they they let the game the game was close at the end and 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 Orlando made some shots but that's what it, that's how it goes when you let a team hang around until the last 5 minutes and and that's what Portland did by by giving up that big lead having to storm back and and not being able to uh close the door on Orlando so 
uh, yeah, that's going to be it. Blazers are off until Monday. They play in D.C. It's part of the NBA's Martin Luther King Jr. Day holiday slate. So there's going to be games on all that day uh, if you're able to be home from work on that day. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of basketball uh, for you. I believe Cavs and Warriors is also on Monday. So uh, lots of tasty matchups. And if the Portland, if the Trailblazers, excuse me, uh, disappoint or uh, have a rough one in Washington, at least you can wash it down with, with Cavs Warriors later on in the day. But yeah, uh, Blazers lose to the Orlando Magic at home and fall to 18-24. and 24. They are still in 8th place in the Western Conference with a half-game lead over Sacramento, but their lead over the other teams in the Western Conference is shrinking, and with each one of these bad losses, they continue to give those teams hope. So uh, we may just be talking about the 8th seed for, for a while this season because uh, it seems like that's the only thing the Blazers are... Uh, giving us ammunition to talk about. So uh, we are going to be off the rest of the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, uh, we will not have pods. We will be back with you after Monday's game against the Wizards. And who knows, maybe it'll be a completely different team because that's just how this season's gone. But we'll let you know who shows up on Monday. Oh, and this is an important note, actually. And this is something that broke just after the game. I know we were talking about Monday. I know I was heading into a sign-off, but uh, it does. It would seem important to report this. Joe Freeman of the Oregonian reporting from the Blazers' locker room after the game. There's a tweet from Joe. Odd scene in the Blazers' locker room before leaving. Festus Azili approached teammates and exchanged hugs and handshakes like he was saying bye. And... Uh, Jason Quick is reporting that uh, Azili will not be on the road trip, and he also says that it is not because of an impending surgery. So, uh, seems like there's a lot of... I'm confused about what's going on with Fess Azili. Maybe there's a trade in, in the works where a team could uh, absorb... Uh, Azili's salary to get to uh, a certain cap number or to match salaries in a trade and create an exception or something. I I think that is something that they can do, but uh, I know that his salary at least is movable. So perhaps it is not. uh, So it doesn't sound like a surgery related. That's what Jason Quick says. Uh, It seemed like from, from Joe's tweet that that's maybe what the goodbyes can mean, but it seems like that's not what it is. So what is uh, the deal with Festus Azili? Uh, I guess we will find out. The Blazers, again, are going to head to the East Coast, and they will be playing in Washington on Monday. But Azili will not be with them on the road trip. Uh, Jason Quick also with some interesting reporting uh, earlier saying that he felt or saying that he thinks Festus Azili feels a little bit burned uh, after uh, some of the revelations in the ESPN report uh, from Chris Haynes about uh, the interaction between him and CJ McCollum in the in the locker room in Milwaukee. Uh, so uh, the Azili situation, uh, an off-the-court thing, but uh, something to watch, uh, perhaps, especially... Uh, 
with a team that it prides itself so much on chemistry, uh, just really interesting to see that uh, Azili sounds like may not be sticking around uh even to even to be around the team or use the facilities or you know that seems a little weird uh, in in mid-january uh but uh it it apparently is not surgery according to jason quick so uh the festus azili situation getting interesting late here in the night uh in the blazers locker room uh so we'll keep an eye on that I don't know if there uh, will be any trades happening, but you never know. Uh, and it seems like uh, Azili's status with the Blazers uh, is in a little bit of doubt. Not going on the road trip. Sounds like he's saying goodbye. Apparently, it's not surgery, which he has apparently been considering a season-ending surgery. So we'll keep an eye on that. But... Uh, an odd night for the Blazers, an odd Friday the 13th for the Blazers. But uh, that's all we have on that for the moment. We haven't heard anything else bigger than Azili is not going on the trip, but we do know that it is not for surgery. So that adds a little bit more intrigue to the pot, but we will keep an eye on it. Our plan is to be back on Monday, but I'm sure we can, uh, I think we can muster something if, if the Blazers pull off a trade. So, uh, we, uh, I'm sure that that can be something. So, uh, we'll be in touch if that happens, uh, but we'll keep an eye on the Azili situation and we will definitely keep an eye on the Blazers as they hit this East coast trip. And we'll let you know, uh, how they do, which team shows up on Monday. So subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, audio boom, Google play, tune in FM, wherever you can get a podcast. If you could leave us a five-star review, that would be great. If you want to advertise with us, hit us at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. And if you are looking for podcasts this weekend, definitely look to the Locked On Podcast Network where you have a variety of podcasts, NBA, NFL, Seahawks have a big game this weekend. Definitely check out Locked On Seahawks. Check out Locked On NFL Uh, We have it all for you, so uh, no shortage of content on the Lockdown Network this weekend. So definitely check that out, but an interesting night for the Blazers as they lose to the Orlando Magic. Festus Zeely saying goodbye to teammates. Mo Harkless sits with uh, a calf strain that uh, we didn't know he he had. Uh, So, yeah, interesting night, but uh, keep it locked on, Blazers, and we'll be back with you on Monday, unless something happens. Until then, 